0: The final man factor 11. Bow down your heads for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity of coming before you. The Bible says that when you are lifted up, you shall draw all men to yourself. We ask that the lifting up of your name will be an attraction of this great assembly to you. May none of your people be denied of their blessings this morning. Speak to us and we shall be spoken unto. Bless us and we shall be blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And every one of us responded a very, very big amen. I'm trying to finish my message on the man factor. And for those of you who have not been here for the past two, three, four months, you've lost a great deal. And I encourage you to grab all the copies of the messages. Tell your neighbor the man factor. I will do everything I can to finish in the next 15 or 20 minutes. And so I may not be able to touch on the things I've already touched on. But I pray that each and every one of us will be able to assimilate this word and pick up the revelation therein. It's something I've been preaching over for the past month. And so I'm trying everything I can to finish it this morning. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Acts chapter 12. Read the verse 24 through to the
1: verse 25. Acts chapter chapter 12. 12. We are reading from the verse 24. But the word of God grew and multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John whose surname was Mark. The
0: Bible is talking about Paul and Barnabas who took upon themselves a ministry of sharing the gospel to the lost world. And so in their pursuit of ministry, they needed assistance that would hold their hands so that they could fulfill their call. And so the Bible says that Paul and Barnabas are traveling over the cities and over the regions and as they advance in their job, the Bible says that they said, we can't do it alone let us bring in a man by the name of man, Mark whose first name was John in fact his surname was Mark and his first name was John so he was called John Mark Acts chapter 13 read the verse 1 and 2
1: Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers As Barnabas and Sam and Simeon that was called Niger of Cyrene and of Ma- Serene and and Manne which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrad, and Saul as they ministered to the Lord as these prophets that the Bible is
0: talking about Got up of their seats and began to minister to God in prayer.
1: As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, Uh the Holy Ghost said, God Himself said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul. Separate
0: me, Barnabas and Saul.
1: For the work whereunto I have called them.
0: For the work whereunto I have called them. We are talking about Paul and Barnabas who had had an assistant by the name of John Mark. And the Bible says that there comes a time, even in the New Testament church, when the Holy Ghost was at work, there was still the manifestation of the prophetic. They were full of the Holy Ghost, but they still needed prophetic direction. And so the Bible says that when they gathered to pray, there was a prophetic word that was released that separates me, Paul and Barnabas for the work of the ministry. They were already in ministry. They were already joined together. But what really fortified their relationship was the voice that descended from eternity. He said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas,
1: for the work
0: of the ministry. Read it.
1: And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away
0: and ladies and gentlemen understand this even after God himself had spoken there was the need for the laying on of the hands of the men to authenticate the voice of God because by the mouth of two or three witnesses every single word is established and so although God had said it there was the need for the authentication of that which was said by God and so when God has said separate me Paul they laid hands on them and they released them for the work of their ministry. And so for every single thing that God has said concerning your life, may there be a confirmation. May God confirm your marital life. May God confirm your Christian life. May God confirm your financial life. May there be a confirmation for every single thing that God has said concerning your life. And so after God gives them a word and then they are trying to do just as they had been called for. The Bible says that they were for the work of the ministry. God said, there is a mission I have for them. There is a work I have for them. Separate them from my work. And so the Bible says that when they were going, don't forget they had already called in a man by the name of John Mark. But this is the interesting thing here. John Mark's background is different from Saul's background. And Saul's is different from Barnabas. Saul's conversion was out of a personal encounter with Jesus Christ himself, not the Holy Ghost. I have told you that there are times when God wants to send you a message. He may use his prophet. He may use an angel. For Jesus Christ himself to descend the throne for intercession and come down and meet Saul face to face who later became Paul meant that Jesus was interested in the assignment he had for Saul. You see Saul's encounter was different from Barnabas's encounter. With Barnabas, a man sent him a message and preached the gospel to him. And he got born again and so this man is very 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 tolerant but Paul had a different kind of an encounter the bible says that the Holy Ghost himself had an encounter with him and Jesus himself had an encounter with him to an extent that he became blind and regained his sight Paul is aggressive Barnabas is very tolerant in fact, the meaning of Barnabas is an encourager. And then they had brought in, they had imported a man by the name of John Mark. His first name is John. His surname name is Mark. But this is the interesting thing about John Mark. He is coming from an affluent family. His father is rich. His mother is rich. They are very, very affluent. They are rich. And so... John Mark's experience is different from Paul's experience this man all his life who eat from the dining table he never knew what it meant to sleep without food in fact he wear the best of shoes in town he wear the best of clothes in town why? because his father was rich his father was affluent and so it takes time for John Mark to adjust and interestingly unfortunate for, unfortunately for John Mark He could not get any other master but Paul who is a radical. Even before Paul got born again this guy was a radical. His father was a tutor but they were broke. And so look at Paul even at the death of Stephen this guy was a radical. He could look at a man being killed and he could go on and go on and go for permission to kill. Paul is a radical. And yet the Holy Ghost has said separate me the radical and the gentle for the work of the ministry don't forget that in the act of the covenant of the Lord the same God that called for the unclean animals was the same God that called for the clean animals and both the clean and the unclean shall fit into the act of the covenant of the Lord as I deal and finish with the man factor always remember that every human being will not become you and you will not become them. I didn't ask you to clap, so if you are clapping, clap well. It's very interesting because my mother is a twin with a twin sister, you know all of them. and they might be here for the second service. They were given, they were conceived the same day. They had the same nutrients in the belly of their mother the same day. The, the, the same nutrients. The same mother. The same makeup. The same. Everything is the same. But 70 years down the line, they are still two separate people. My mom is separate from the twin sister. And my mom, my auntie is separate from my mother. And yet, they were conceived the same day. bed the same day. One egg met one sperm and it split. and today they are together they are 70 years of age and yet up till today they are still differences understand as I deal with the man factor that everybody will not become you and you will not become everybody but the challenges as we start the process the challenges when you start your job. The challenge is when you start the marital journey. The Holy Ghost knew where Paul was coming from. Knew where Barnabas was coming from. He knew where John Mark was coming from. And yet the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Paul and Barnabas. It's getting interesting. Let's get to Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15. Ask. Read from the verse 35. First
1: paul also and barnabas continued in antioch teaching and preaching the word of the word of the lord with many others also and some days after paul said unto barnabas let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the lord and see how they do
0: you see when you get to the preceding chapters you better record with me how Paul and Barnabas were lambasted; they were beaten; they were they were abused just because of the gospel. And all this time, John Mark, the dadaba, the guy that comes from an affluentia home, is with Paul and Barnabas. And for the first time, somebody is slapping him. For the first time, someone is kicking him. All this while, John Mark was advising himself. When Paul was saying. Amen. Hey man we have to die for the sake of the cross Jesus said die for us and so we can also die for Jesus it was true Paul will not advise himself it is because remember oh Paul you've been a radical all your life and remember John Mark has never had the experience you have John Mark can never understand things the way you do and so is Barnabas because Paul is like a dynamite and Barnabas is like a coolant. And yet God said, for us who have an effective ministry, let's get the dynamite and let's the, get the coolant. With the two together, the ministry could be accomplished. Read it for me. Read it.
1: 37. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with Paul them to said, the said,
0: How dare you tell me we are getting to the next level of our lives with John Mark? Have you forgotten that when we got beaten, when we got abused, John Mark left us? John Mark said, Hey, I'm not ready to go with you. John Mark deserted them. But on the way going, John Mark remembered that no, 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 no. I think that I still have an incomplete assignment that has to be completed. So then John Mark said, okay, I think I've got to go back. And now they want to get to the next level of their ministry. And then Barnabas said, Paul, let us go with us, John Mark. As much as this guy is a dada bar and this guy is so defensive and protective of himself, we've got to understand him by virtue of where he comes from. I think that if we give him more time, if we invest more energy, if we have more tolerance, we can bring the best out of the life of John Mark. The problem with us is we cannot tolerate other people like we tolerate ourselves. Some of us can well tolerate ourselves. But it is difficult to tolerate our friends Tolerate our loved ones Tolerate our children And we want everybody to become like us But I came to tell you As I finish With the man factor That you will not become everybody And everybody will not become you Paul said This is something I never want to hear from you Never tell me we are ever going to travel with John Mark again No way. What happens?
1: Deny. The first said deny. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed ascender one from the other.
0: Look look at this. Look at this. We are not talking about men that just met for an an assignment. We are talking about men that were put together by God himself. God himself has has said these guys have an assignment. Let me bring them together. Separate me Paul and Barabbas. But because of the issue of John Mark the Bible says that there was a sharp contention and digestion amongst them to an extent that the prophetic word that came upon them had to be undermined they forgot that God said something, some of you if you don't understand this message of the man factor, there is something that God has said about you that you might overlook and cause a disertion and a division Paul said there is no way we are going with your mark, no way that I don't have the time to tolerate people like this but you've got to understand that in the course of life we have the horse and we have the tether the horse will always run and will still be satisfied but it is in the swiftness of the horse that the tether can get something to eat because if the horse was as patient as the tether the tater will never get the opportunity to eat. But in the effort of trying to run and be swept, he runs over the food that is meant for the tater. So in life, some have to run very fast and some have to be very patient. And the food for the horse might be different from the food for the turtle. When you are the horse, don't try to make me a horse. And when you are the turtle, Don't try to convert me to become a turtle. Let me be my turtle and you've got to be your horse. But if NDC and MPP can manage the parliament, all in the name of we agree to disagree, people don't have to be like you. NDC doesn't have to be MPP and MPP doesn't have to be NDC. The moment we find ourselves at the parliament house, we agree to disagree and we disagree to agree why is it working in the parliament house but it is not working in marriages it is not working in churches it is because we think that it has to work at the parliament house but when it comes to the issue of marriage when it comes to the issue of finances when it comes to the issue of ministry it never works i came to tell you as i conclude my message on the man factor everybody will not become you and you will never become everybody i didn't ask you to clap so if you are clapping clap very 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 well
1: read it for me read it for me and the contention was so sharp between them that they departed ascender one from the other and so Barnabas took mark and sailed onto cyprus and paul chose silas and departed being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of god
0: you see the fact that i can't attract you does not mean we have to fight. The fact that you cannot sing my language is not an indicator that we are enemies. As a matter of fact, you've got to get this right. Paul was as radical as Silas was. And Barnabas was as patient as John Mark was. So when it happened, John Mark said, let me take Barnabas said, let me take John Mark with me. I am an encourager. I can encourage John Mark and tell John Mark, you missed it, but you can make it. There is a difference between missing it and making it. The fact that you miss it in life does not mean you cannot make it in life. And so Barnabas will tell John Mark, I know that there is hope for a tree. You got it wrong. You missed it. But I believe that God brought me into your life to encourage you and to tell you that even a tree when it is cut down there is hope that it shall sprout again but Paul said I don't have that time I don't have that energy my time is very very limited I think that Paul has to respect Barnabas and Barnabas has to respect Paul although ladies and gentlemen they were abusing the prophetic word of the Lord they were still able to fulfill a mission Paul said I don't want to hear of John Mark again this is a disappointment. This guy can never advance with us. This guy has betrayed us. This guy is not worth working with. And so he sidelined him and said nothing good could come out of him. Let's jump over to Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 11.
1: Holy Remember Lord. this.
0: This is almost 7 years after the division of Paul and Silas. Uh, Paul and Barnabas. 7 years. Almost 7 years. Paul is elsewhere. Barnabas is elsewhere both of them doing the work of the ministry fulfilling the agenda of God they could not do it together but they believe that we can do it individually I will not blame them let them follow their conviction but something very very interesting occurs what occurs?
1: only Luke is with me Mm -hmm. take Mark and bring him with thee
0: listen to this this is Paul writing a message this is Paul writing a message He is speaking to the church through to Timothy and then he said that I only have Luke with me but I need one man that can be effective. Luke is a good man but Luke cannot do what John Mark can do. I am talking about the John Mark that was rejected by Paul. Paul said I cannot go to the next level of my life with John Mark but Barnabas took John Mark he nurtured him. He brought the best out of him. And look, look to what Paul says to, to, to Timothy. He said, Timothy, I am so lonely. And I only have Luke with me. But please, when you are coming, try and go to Barnabas. Say sorry to Barnabas for me. Tell Barnabas, I shouldn't have done what I did. If Barnabas have thrown away John Mark, where will I be? Thank you, Paul, that when I rejected John Mark, you did not reject him. He said, I am lonely, but there is a man you invested in. There is a man you deposited strength in. His name is John Mark. He said, when you are coming, try as much as possible to bring John Mark. Why? Because John Mark is profitable to me in ministry. Oh, if you are clapping, clap well. Hmm. As I submit to you, my conclusive statement on the man factor. Hear this. Watch out the way you separate from people. Don't just separate from people anyway anyhow oh me fane oh me fane no 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 don't ever separate from people whether they are muslims whether they are christians whether it doesn't matter who they are ladies and gentlemen when there is separation let it be an honorable and a decent separation because you never know tell your neighbor you never know what helped Paul was that even when they separated he still maintained a serene and a good relationship with Barnabas he said the fact that we cannot go along with John Mark does not mean that we are enemies he said yes we cannot but Paul said to Barnabas and Barnabas said to Paul let us keep this relationship because we don't can you imagine if Barnabas had discarded John Mark like Paul did unfortunately in our generation now let me be frank with you people value money more than humanity and so so far as you have money even pastors even pastors and that is why we will never encourage that here so far as people even see money as anointing but trust you me money was made for humans so it doesn't matter who has it and who doesn't have it humanity It's much more valuable and important than money. And you see, most of the crisis we have now, it is our problem, church. This is why the problem is. Because whenever people come to church, we want to tell them that it is the rich that should be given preeminence. It is the rich that should be embraced. It is the rich that when they had funerals, we should go. So forgive me, for those of you, if you have seen, if you are very, very rich, you rarely see me at your funeral grounds you won't see me at your funeral grounds I will send my younger pastors and that is why people come to church and because we lay emphasis on before you can become a deacon you have to be rich before you can become an elder you have to be rich that is why when they come to work for you they steal from you because they have to steal to be even accepted in churches so they will steal from you why because the emphasis on humanity is depleted and now the emphasis is on money ladies and gentlemen you got to understand that when you are parting with people there are some people it doesn't matter what rich people do to you you will still go back to them because you know they have money but when somebody that is broke and poor even says one thing against you he's no more your friend why because the emphasis now is on money but I pray that even as I touch on this message the man factor may God grant you the grace to value humanity more than you value substance May God grant you that grace. May God grant you that grace. May God grant you
1: that grace.
0: Watch out the way you separate. If you are separating, separate well. Don't separate to an extent whereby you meet him or her and you cannot talk to them. You never know. You might need John Mark. So watch out the way you separate. You never know who will bring you that promotion at your job. The next time you are called for an interview, it is that man you disrespected and he shall be the board chairman of that company. Watch out the way you separate. The second thing you need to do is to know how to relate to men. And so I said it here that when you are relating to men, relate to them with the sunglass of mercy. Some of you are too critical of people, but you are not critical of yourself. Don't forget this. I say this over and over here. I'm always telling you that the difference between you when you do is simple. That is the only difference. Who is, who is not a con concerning? Who doesn't talk about people? Except the dead. So if you don't want anybody to hurt you, the best place to do is to get a single room at a full cemetery. One pillow, one mattress, one bed, nobody will bother you. But so far as you are determined to live amongst the living, you've got to be ready for people to hurt you, for people to cause you pain. But in the midst of it all, remember the message I preached. The man Factor in Mark chapter 5, and uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. What is there? Matthew chapter 5, verse 7.
1: Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain Listen mercy. Listen to this.
0: Jesus is giving us a principle and a theory. And Jesus said that blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Throughout your life, don't be too critical of people. More critical of yourself and of your life whether you like it or not people will do what you least expect whether you like it or not people will they will do what you least expect and so when you are looking at people don't be too critical some of you as much as you have to be very cautious of people that I will not ignore I hope I will be able to touch on it you also have to look at people with the sunglass of mercy don't forget that if they went to the school you went to they will have spoken better than you speak. You didn't get it. You see, you were blessed to have a father that took you to a good school like T. I am a dear secondary school. Abochi. That is the best school in the world. In our generation. But unfortunately for us, you see, if you are taking your child to school and you, you see it's written on the wall, speak English, don't take your children there. It means that the speaking of English is a problem for those children. So don't take them there. That is the kind of school I went to. <laughs> speak English. Go back. Don't take your children there. English is a problem in that, in that school. Please, don't take them there. <laughs> if you go to good schools, you never... In fact, vernacular is even enjoyable on those campuses. Like ICS. And like um, GIS. But when you come to Abuchi, Speak English. And that is when you hear me saying, Ah, Charlie, or Ho, univerted Commerce. So you can't say I'm speaking truth. And so, if your father was blessed enough, affluent enough, to have taken you to good schools like Tia Media Secondary School, and somebody also went to Batman LA Primary, do you know that if they had learned the ethics you learned in your school, they may have been better than you are? Even with all your ethics. Look at the way you talk when you are angry. And yet, when people say things against you, you cannot look through the sunglass of mercy and remember it is not their fault. Let me accommodate them and understand. And even as you have started the journey of life, which is marriage, if you don't look to each other with the eyeglass of mercy, you are going to mess up your relationship. Remember, when you forgive people of their sins when you sin against God God will forgive so what Jesus is saying is that whenever I check in into town and you say father have mercy on me I will look at you and look at how many people you've been merciful towards when we talk about mercy being given what you don't deserve mercy is to be given what you don't deserve so if somebody ought against you and he cannot justify what he did to you he does not merit your mercy and yet you say for the sake of Christ let it go when you also err against god and you stand before god god will say because you were merciful upon him i will also be merciful towards you blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy i didn't ask you to clap so if you are clapping clap well clap well listen to this the third thing is the third thing is Respect all men, you never know. Tell your neighbor, tell about five people. Respect all men, you never know. Get off your seat and talk to about three or five people. Respect all men, never forget this. The great king called Saul was found looking for camels. The guy was thinking, Remember this. The great king David was found taking care of the sheep this guy was thinking the I am the lion of the tribe of Judah the rock of ages Jesus Christ who is our soon coming King was born stinking in a manger let me ask you this if you had met Saul on the highways of looking over and after the camel how would you have related to Saul if you met David Taking care of their sheep. How would you have related to David? If you were there in the manger. Looking at where Jesus was born. And you had met Jesus. Would you have presented gifts to Jesus? Ladies and gentlemen. Treat all men with respect and dignity. Tell your neighbor. You never know. Because great kings. Normally don't come with crowns. There is a king sitting by you. You may have disrespected them. You may dishonor them. But you never know. As I present you the man factor. Ladies and gentlemen. Whoever you meet in life. Whether they are Muslims. Whether they are Buddhists. Whether they are Christians. He was human. Before he got born again. The fact that he's a Muslim. Does not mean disrespect them. No. No. Respect people you never know. You never know. Some of you, you only respect people who have money. Money, money, money. Unfortunately, money has become a God. Money. If you have money, yes, yes. If you have money, yes, 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 yes. yes. But you are not wise. I told you one story before, one of them. Friends I had in America, he was a medical doctor, and a lawyer himself, and he had this virus. I don't know how you call it. It shuts down your immune system. They said they don't have cure for it. They don't know where it comes from. It invades your body and it shuts down all your immune system, your muscles, everything is shut down. So, one day, I went to America. I went looking for him. and He was rich. He lived at a place called Potomac. He had about three asian mates in his house he was a trial lawyer in america very affluent a nigerian very rich and he was shut down by this virus and so one day i was there in the house at potomac and then we, we 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 belled and belled and belled and belled and this guy will not nobody came out i heard he was sick and so the wife pulled him and then the wife took us name when we entered into his bedroom he was then he was crying this guy could not move anything. The only thing he could move was his head. And then he was crying. I said, why are you crying, brother? He was a lawyer. He passed. And then he said, prophet, I now understand that the most valuable things in a man's life is not money, but humanity. He said, he said my wife had taken the kids to school. The maids were not in. I have been tested for the past three hours. There is water by my bedside. Everything is shut down. I cannot lift a hand to pick the water. I have a check that I can write for a million dollars. For the check to walk and bring me water. But I just realized that for me to even check the cash, I've got to give it to a human being to make my money valuable. Money is not the ultimate thing. You need humanity to make money relevant in your life don't respect money respect people and treat people with all dignity and that is why some of you are pushing a lot of men of god to even become prophets and to do what they don't want to do because they understand that if you're a pastor and you don't have a car nobody respects you i can't remember when i did i was not this blessed i went to three pastors i went to their offices here in Kumasi. The first pastor asked me, What car did you bring? I said, I want you to father me. He said, What car did you bring? I said, He so said, What car? I said, He said, Take my number from my secretary. Never had the opportunity to meet him. Three, all the three rejected me. They had the opportunity to have called me sons, but now they call me brother. Oh, you didn't get a revelation. You didn't get it. There are people you have the opportunity to call them sons. But if you are not careful, you might call them brothers. Because you mess the opportunity up. Because they didn't come wearing crowns. You disappointed them. You abused them. You disrespected them. There are some of you. When people come begging for money from you, everybody goes through it. But I'm always telling you this. You are blessed not to be finding yourself in front of somebody's door. Going to beg for money for school fees. You didn't do anything to deserve it. So when you find people begging you, for school fees don't abuse them respect them it could have been you it could have been you so if even you won't give it to them you won't give them money if even you won't bless them ladies and gentlemen remember this say something nice to them it's not how hard you worked it is how favored god favored you you could have been a beggar of all your hard work Oh, is somebody here in church? Is somebody here in church? Remember this. The fourth thing, right? Is that the fourth? Number four, help as many people as you can. You never know. Five. Don't try to solve everybody's problem because you can't. Did you hear the fourth one? Try to help as many people as you can, you never know. Don't try to help everybody because you can't. <laughs> let me bring a synchrony here as I finish. As a big up man will say, Let me bring a dichotomy here. The people you have not met are not yours, they are not your responsibility don't force yourself to do things you cannot do. If somebody is broke internally, it is not your duty to have them satisfied. So don't wake up every morning and try to look for where there is problem and try start sending all your salary. You will die before your time. You cannot solve every problem. Don't try it. But the little that God brings your way, the few that you have around you, help as many as you can. Listen to me. It is not your duty to take care of the homeless in Tamale. It is the duty of I, President John Evans Atamels. At I will fix this problem. It is his duty. It is not your duty. Your duty is the next door that lives in that uncompleted building in your house. Have you seen something good in them? If you are paying free school fees, what? What is wrong about having another child and paying their school fees? Help as many people as you can because you never know. You never know. I have been homeless, but I am not homeless. If you had identified me 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you'll be benefiting from now. Help as many people as you can. You never know. But don't try to solve every problem because you cannot I pray that God opens your eyes even as I finish my message on the man factor to an extent that you shall identify where problems are and with the little that you can when you cannot help them with money help them with encouragement help them with your words help them with your testimonies you never know who you may be helping you might meet him today broke but in the next day of your life you will meet him on the highways of prosperity. May God grant you the grace, the wisdom, the know-how, the capacity, the capability to rise up and to understand this message I call the Man Factor. We know that you are blessed by that message and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again. For more information on this and any other Power Chapel books and messages, you may visit our information desk at the premises of Power Chapel Cathedral at the opposite IPT Junction, Kumasi, Ghana. Or you may call our offices on the following numbers, 233-3220-54848, 233-244-162-069, Two four four six three zero nine five seven, or you may visit us online at www.powerchapelworldwide.com. God bless you.